Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I don't think chosen family was exactly the right words to say when your brother's not there. And then it's going to be like, I didn't mean anything about it, honey. I didn't mean to say that. You know, I choose these people because I love them. Da, 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 da. It's hurtful. You have to think before you speak. to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Cara Berry, reporting live from the love bubble. Ugh. Oi, oi, oi. What are we doing here? <sighs> Teat for toot. To quote Chanel Ion, there's a lot of teetin' and tootin' happening, and I'm growing weary. We're, we'll get into it. So the episode begins with the wives filming the husbands coming back from guys night, the initiation of John and Nate Cabral and whatever. John's like, Fuda's coming in, uh, you know, party at 17 to 19 shots, no problem. My beard's still here. Evan's making horse jokes about does a horse smell like shit or something? I don't know. Joe Menino's trying to smash Marge and then immediately falls asleep. And then Nate Cabral saunters into the house saying this is the weakest initiation I've ever gone through. We've gone harder on a Monday night. (laughs) And that's what we want to see. Over at Trees, they're getting ready, the backyard ready for the love bubble party. And Louis says that he's having an emotional hangover from guys night. And Tree apologizes, like, you know, kind of embarrassed. Like, you know, your family's so lovely to me. I'm so sorry that my brother is, you know, causing a circus. And he's like, no, it's okay. Now then we go over to Melissa and Joe's in that new house. That house is a nightmare. Because, you know, like, it's... (laughs) Like, y'all built this shit from the ground up, and it could have been better, but clearly you guys cut corners by not getting an actual designer or architect on it, but it just doesn't make sense to me. You know, this is not my problem, 
but it is. <laughs> I have now taken this on because I'm thinking as like a realtor or somebody like, why don't you guys, I, I would think like the Debros that you would build the house on the show with the potential of like selling it a couple years down the road right but everybody's seeing the well i'm seeing the tiktok videos people roasting the shit out of you and here's melissa on the show being like i can't wait until you see the chandeliers that we're putting in the foyer y'all those chandeliers she they got her they got her ass from from paramus all the way up to the hamptons so i'm not even gonna say it but i am gonna say that i felt like the chandeliers did look like the monster from nope no spoilers but if you know you know anyway joe tells melissa that louis brought up the podcast that they were on and melissa is shocked she's like it's just funny that he would even bring that up because he wasn't even around during that time and what we said is that we helped joe put food on the table now last week i said to um Sarah on Andy's Girls, like, I need to know what it is. Like, did they literally use the phrase, we put food on the table? Because then I will have an issue with it. And it turns out I'm going to have to have an issue with it. So we hear more of the clip where Melissa says that on her podcast that when Tree went to camps, you know, quote unquote, they were going to fire everybody. Producers were going to fire everybody on New Jersey at the time, except for her. Joe uh, Judice wasn't working. He needed somebody to film with. And so Melissa says in a confessional, what we were saying is that, you know, when the family's down, we step to the, up to the plate, you know, putting food on the table, but okay, let's string it out and mess it up and get it all confused, whatever. Okay. Here's my thing. Joe Gorga is a literal caveman. He is like deeply entrenched in all of these like, stupid misogynistic ways of being we saw this man have an absolute shit fit over the fact that melissa's parents and family wasn't invited to this wedding so to me you know if we're going by italian rules and what i know you know from the, the my phd from the jersey shore i would imagine that like joe would have a really big issue if somebody said about his family we're putting food on your table that seems like very emasculating for somebody who is like really the poster boy for tiny man machismo so to me i'm like oh that's a really fucked up phrase to use so to say that like oh they're twisting and turning it no no that's fucked up and i'm on i'm on tree side with this one and i want to time out because i want to go back to the whole drama that went on with Gia and Joe and other Joe in Bahamas last week where, you know, Gorga took a video of them hugging and then Gia felt some type of way. This is a lifetime, once in a lifetime opportunity to meet my father, Joe Judice, which I mean, that will never leave my brain, girl. <laughs> that is funny. But, um, so this has come up. Shout out to my girl, Emily Roscoe of Access Hollywood. She was on the podcast. We were recording or we did, um, uh, she and Lauren and I did a recap of the premiere of the season of New Jersey. So check that out if you haven't. But she interviewed Teresa this week and Teresa had a lot to say. So I would encourage you to maybe kick it on down to YouTube to watch that Housewives Tonight video. But um, one of the takeaways from that was Teresa's uh, opinion on what happened in the Bahamas. So she says that Joe Judas is like, the mayor of the Bahamar. Everybody knows that if you're going to that hotel, you'll probably see Joe. So she feels like that was really tactical. And, you know, she's on her husband's side with this one. 
ex-husband. My bad. Back to Tree and Louie. So she tells him about Joe being bothered about, you know, Melissa's family. Sorry, Louie tells uh, uh, Teresa about what Joe said, about being bothered about Melissa's family not being invited. And she goes, if I'm not even close enough to Melissa to invite her to be a bridesmaid, why would I invite her family? So Louie very fairly says, well, it kind of sounds like, you know, her mother and your father were really close. And she's like, well, so? Why didn't he invite your family to Antonia's seat 16? And see, this is where we go, teat for toot. And why I can't be fully like a tree hugger or a whatever Melissa fans call themselves because she brings up this shit like, okay, a wedding is clearly very different from somebody's uh, sweet 16. You know, like, well, there are, there are levels here. Nobody would think that Louis's family needed to be invited to Antonia's sweet 16 birthday party nobody would think that it makes a lot more sense to invite somebody to a wedding when we're talking about like adults the adults in the family you know what I mean so also like we don't really see a whole lot of evidence of Teresa making strides or making a whole lot of effort to be in uh, the Gorga kid's life so I don't know you know what I mean like how much effort are Melissa and Joe supposed to make I guess I've never really seen Teresa try to like hang out with Antonia or uh, little little Joey and the other one. So I don't know. <laughs> so shout out to Louie for being like, no, we're not going to do this. Okay. And he just kind of poo-poos her about the 16th birthday thing. So Joe Gorga then tells Melissa that he feels like Louie has come along and now he just isn't welcome. He doesn't feel welcome in Teresa's life anymore as if... <laughs> As if everything started from there. Okay. Louis tells Tree that he feels bad for Joe because he's hurting a lot. And Teresa's like, what did I do? What did I do? That was so traumatic. Like, he's hurting me. <laughs> so then Louis says, why don't you just call Joe? Ask him if he's coming to our housewarming party. So she's like, okay, I'll do that. I just want to stick to the theme of being my love bubble. And if he wants to move on, great. If he doesn't, I wish him all the best. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> but that's okay. Then she goes... Oh, I love, she calls him, right? I love seeing how housewives list people in their phones. So she had him under Joey brother. And then the cycle begins with them immediately. Like it's not even like there's clearly in the first five seconds of this conversation, they're not getting anywhere. They're going right into their roles and their cycles of bullshit. So he goes, he answers the phone. He's like, what's up? She's like, you tell me. And then she called him. She called him. Teresa, what's up? You tell me, Joey. Nothing. It's all good. That's it, okay? No, it's not. (laughs) No, it isn't. Already unproductive. So fortunately, Louie had a notebook and a piece of pen and scribbled something down. He shows it to Teresa. So she's like dragging it across the island like, um... Want to make peace? And then Joe goes, yeah, I'm done. We're good. Done. Finito. So Teresa goes, okay, um, like, do you want to talk about anything and make you feel better? And he's like, no, you know, it just upsets me. So Teresa goes, you know, I'm glad because I talked to my therapist and they said, you know, it's really bad to rehash the past. And then Louis scribbles something else down. So, yeah, because she's like, he's, he knows this is not going anywhere. Are you coming to the housewarming party? Yes or no? <laughs> circle Y or N please 
But of course, Joe's like, I don't know. I don't know. So she's like, okay, love you. Love you too. Oh, he said I love you. I can't believe it. So Melissa and Louie are both like, you know, Melissa to Joe, Louie to uh, Teresa are both like, okay, can we make peace? Does this mean that you guys are peaceful with each other? So Joey Gorga shakes Melissa's hand. He's like, yes. And she goes, no, no, no. You don't need to make peace with me. We're good. Her. (laughs) You need to do it with your sister. Okay. Then we go to at home with Dolores. I think I'm not really sure which house this is. It's very confusing because I think this is her house. Not the one that David lives in with Frank. I, it wasn't Paulie's. I'm very confused about her living situation, but any, they're at somebody's house. It had a pool in the background. It seemed to be Dolores's. Frankie Jr.'s there. They're hanging by the pool and Dolores goes, Oh, look, it's your girlfriend. And then we see it's Frankie's grandmother. But anyway, um, she sits down. I love her. I love her. So we know that uh, Dolores' mother had health issues, heart problems last season. It was like pretty serious. And so she's supposed to be on a stricter diet. So they're like, uh, hey, how's, how's it going? Great. I'm eating much better. Okay. What'd you have for breakfast today? A piece of cake. All right. But I haven't had a piece of cake all week. So, oh, well, as long as it hasn't been all week, then never mind. <laughs> So Dolores says in a confessional, look, I'm not going to fight this woman. I've already told her. I I don't know what to do. Then they start to talk about the relationship between Polly and Frank. And Dolores says that Frank took it personally when Polly said, just come to me if you need anything. If you need something fixed at the house, like I'm your man now, you know, I got you. So Frankie Jr. says, you know, I think... Polly may have seen how dad and David's relationship was and was like, no, thank you. (laughs) And then Frankie says that he feels like there was probably a miscommunication between Frankie and Polly um, to where like they just didn't have that initial conversation where they should have been. But, you know, they don't really need to be besties. They just need to get along. So Dolores says in a confessional for the past 27 years, her first priority was family. That included Frank, whether he deserved it or not, which is something that I think we all need to be uh, cognizant of. Uh, Frankie sh- sucked. And Dolores says as much. He was an absolutely shitty husband, but I wanted the family to be close with Frank's feelings into consideration. But now it's my feelings. It's my relationship with Polly. Frank will get over it. In our next scene, Bill and Jen go out for dinner Oh, yeah, yeah. So they have an older son who's going to prom, right? So she tells Bill, you know, Justin wanted a party bus, so I got it for him. But Bill's like, you need to understand that you've created a monster. And, you know, they want to host their friends and, you know, you're not able to say no to them. And that's part of their issue. So then Jen says in a confessional, I know that Bill says I spoil the kids, but they had a rough year because of what you did. So if my kid wants a party bus for prom, I'm going to get it for them. And you really shouldn't have anything to say about it. Thank you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Here's Jenna's, I, I feel sad for Jen, okay? Like, it is very clear she does not, she's not happy in her relationship. She does, her love tank is not even coming close to being filled by Bill. And I think what she's trying to do to, in order to get her power back in this relationship is by spoiling the kids and blaming on them. But he's right. Like, ultimately, this isn't helping them. Like, a party bus isn't going to fix the fact that your daddy was creeping. Sorry. <laughs> like, that's not going to help. Um, but, like, I, don't, I, I feel sad for her. I really do because she's trapped, I think. Or she's trapping herself. I don't, I don't really know. Like, what are y'all's feelings about Margaret? Because to me, it's like, she's like classic hurt people hurt people, you know? Then Jen tells Dr. Bill, you know, what's so irritating is that you blame me for everything when it's you too, because, um, you got a new Ferrari the other day and I thought you were going to get a used one. So (laughs) is that all you've got? (laughs) I don't know if, okay. Then Jen goes on to say, like, you basically used me as a scapegoat and with the fight with Dolores, I just felt like I was out there defending myself and you did nothing. So Bill's like, okay, you're upset when I was trying to defuse the situation. And Jen goes, no, I'm upset because you always try to get me to see other people's side. But what about you seeing mine? I need you to say, baby, I got your back. So Bill goes, do you not feel like I don't have your back? And Jen goes, no, I think you take me for granted because you know I'll always forgive you. Oops. It seems to me like Jennifer Aiden is trying so hard to make her life within that um, mall in Paramus uh, as perfect as possible and nothing bad happens and the kids don't have to do chores and blah, blah, blah. But then when she gets out in the real world (laughs) and on camera, it's like like letting the chopper spray because she's just like wound up so tight, trying to keep everything together. And, you know, Bill's no help. You know, he's just staring at her like fucking Jafar, you know, and it's a problem. It's a real problem. They're not having real conversations here. Like we can talk about how the fact that like you feel like you don't are, you're not supported when you're fighting people and and you're like dead ass wrong (laughs) screaming at them. Um, But the thing is like, he's not supporting you in any fact, sure faction in your relationship. And that's really the issue. So Bill says that his feelings get hurt when Jennifer's not helping, when he's trying to defuse the situation. And Jen says, but what if I don't want you to do that? Because it seems like the only time you speak up is to issue a rebuttal on what I said. And now it's like, why am I arguing with my husband? So then Bill gives her this long, dramatic stare before saying, do you only want things on your terms? And then Jen goes, would it just kill you to gas me up a little? So he goes, what do you want me to do? Be like, yeah, she's a bitch. Let's go, honey. And she's like, yeah, next time do that. (laughs) So then Jen says in a confessional, she just needs Bill to be there for her sometimes, but she doesn't feel that. And when she's, she's now at a point in her life where that's not okay anymore. 
Then our next scene, Jen Fessler and Rachel Fuda meet up for lunch. And we find out that Fuda and Fessler are like, they're, they're tight, right? They love each other. Fessler's like, oh God, Rachel, you're so annoying. You're so skinny. You're so beautiful. Rachel's like, I love that bitch. She reminds me of my Jewish Long Island family. Like, I just love her. So Jen Fessler says, look, in a confessional. I didn't look like Rachel when I was 31. I was 223 pounds, which was Evander Holyfield's weight when he won the heavyweight championship. But, you know, I just really love Rachel's energy. And this is what I love about Jennifer. Jennifer, how how did you come across that? (laughs) How how did we get to, I mean, maybe she's a big boxing fan. I don't know. But then how do you remember Evander Holyfield's specific weight when he won a heavyweight championship? I love it. She's so strange (laughs) in the best possible way. So then they're about to order food and Jennifer uh, orders a margarita pizza. And Rachel's like, oh, do you want to split it? And Jen's like, "Uh, I don't really like to split. I mean, you can have a bite, but I don't, I'm not really, I don't really like to share. (laughs) So. Then Rachel starts to talk about how, you know, all that mozzarella was wasted at the party. And Jen goes, well, no, I I had plenty. And we, she sure did. We know, sis. Rachel then says she feels like Jennifer Aiden has been coming up real hot with her because she asked her about her new nose at that party. So we see a flashback where Jennifer Aiden not only asked like, oh, did you get your nose done? You did? And is it still like, is it still swelling or like? Is that just what it looks like now? Hmm. Okay. So Jen Fessler asked Rachel, like, were you offended? And Rachel's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm an open book. I'm totally fine. To which Jennifer Fessler is like, girl, you're a better woman than me. Cause I would have just been like, fuck you <laughs> for real. So Rachel says that Jennifer Aiden called her after to apologize. Be like, yo, I'm sorry if I offended you about the nose. I'm just not really happy with the results of my nose job. And then it just kind of evolved to them just talking. But Rachel says Jennifer starts talking shit about Dolores. And I don't think she realizes that Dolores and I have known each other. I've known Frank and Brittany for like 10 years. So Rachel says in a confessional, she knows Brittany because they were in the same bodybuilding competition back in the day. Frank was her trainer. Like it's a whole thing. So Rachel says during this conversation with Jennifer Aiden, like, yeah, I really don't want any parts of this. But then Jennifer really tried to clean it up. Like, no, no, no. I'm just giving you the history, you know, of what's going on. So at that point, Rachel's like, okay, you know, um, we'll just talk later. Right. So Jen Fessler goes, that's weird because Jennifer Aiden called me too, because, you know, I had mentioned going to therapy. She maybe wanted a referral, but then she started talking cash shit about Margaret and about how Margaret's jealous. And then Jennifer Fessler says in a confessional, I feel like Jen's got big balls to think that I'm just going to jump shit when I've been besties with Margaret for like three years. Huge balls, like really big balls, not attractive balls. It's getting gross. At that point, Jennifer and Rachel are both like, I think Jen Aiden is manipulative. And Rachel says, this is too high school. Like, Jennifer Aiden's red flag is waving. And my mom said, you know, you see a red wet red flag, there's a whole parade behind it. And I'm, I'm noticing it. <clears throat> so then 
Marge and Dolores go together to go shopping for Tree's housewarming party, right? They start talking about how Joe went off at Guy's Night. So they decide to call Melissa to see what's going on with them now. Marge is totally on the side of thinking Melissa's family should have been invited. And Melissa says her family's being treated like shit. And she's like, you know, that really hurts my heart. So Melissa then tells him, oh yeah, Joey's not going to the party, but... You know, part of me just wishes he would just to like hear Teresa out, accept that their relationship is what it is and move on. So Joe, Melissa's getting glam for the party. Joe FaceTimes her and he's like, you know, I just texted Tree to say I'm not going. But then in a confessional, Joey says, you know, I feel like this is a game and I don't want to feel uncomfortable. It's the worst feeling in the world to go into your family's house and to feel that way. And I'm just tired of it. I just feel like, what are we doing? Just like last week, you're causing a lot of drama, trauma, 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 drama, and trauma. And you're also like, well, I don't want to do anything about it. So I just don't understand what is it all for? Like, if you are really done and you really feel like your sister's so manipulative and you just can't go on, on the hamster wheel anymore, then why are you getting so upset? Why are you screaming at Louie about wanting to be involved when and how shitty they are if you really just don't want to do this anymore? Then what is all of this energy for? I don't get it. Then Joey goes on to tell Melissa, you know, Teresa's is only happy keeping like when her family's being kept away from her or keeping her family away from her. Melissa just goes, I don't know. <laughs> and then in a confessional, she says, I'm just kind of frustrated that Joe's not going to this because it's going to be another thing that Teresa holds over his head to make him look like the bad guy. I want to keep the peace. So I'm going to go so there's at least one person showing up from the family to celebrate her happiness. So now the party started. Teresa's like, oh, you know, I'm disappointed that Joey's not coming. And she says in a confessional, Joey keeps saying no. Every time she asks him and tries to open up the door, he keeps saying no. She wished he could have at least show it up for an hour, have a drink, show your face, show some support. So she tells Gia and Melania about him not coming and how he was upset about Melissa's family not being invited to the wedding. But they're both like, it's your day. What is his problem? And Gia goes, you know, it's not like you're invited to every little thing of theirs, which, you know, teeth for toot. Right. So Melania is like, it, you know, they show no happiness for you. And it's like, my mom met the man of her dreams. We always wanted this for you. Why can't they just be here and be supportive? Teresa is every bit the hostess that you would expect her to be like, oh, my God, have you guys seen the lady in the pool? She's a dancing in the bubble. That's our love bubble, guys. Guys, have you met my daughters? Oh, here's my stepson. Oh, my God, I love that. I get to call you that. Gia, do you call me stepbrother? Oh, my God, I love that. Marge is there. She's grouping up with Jackie and Dolores that say, you know, Jennifer is really up Jen Fessler's ass. She was talking cash shit about me and... How I'm like, I'm not mad at her for being, she keeps saying disingenuine. That's not a word. It really irks me. And we can add that onto the list of uh, words that reality people cannot say correctly. Um, frustrated. If you listen to it, now it's going to bother you. Rarely do they say frustrated. It's always frustrated. Frustrated. <laughs> Another one, vulnerable. It's always pronounced vulnerable. Oof, it irks me. <laughs> But she's like, oh, you know, Jennifer Aiden's not mad at me for being disingenuous. She's mad because I'm envious of her. 
Because I, yeah, like I want to be in her fucking carpool at 55 years old. <laughs> like, get real. So then Marge says that Jennifer Aiden wants all this attention because obviously she's not getting it home. And then she goes, did she think that Jennifer Fessler wasn't going to tell me? Like, hello, bonehead. <laughs> so Melissa shows up. <laughs> I, I gotta say this. Uh, shout out to Maya who said that um, Melissa showed up in. Um, I'm not gonna tell you who she said, but suffice to say, she said she was dressed like um, a woman who was in trouble, who was trying to look uh, demure for the courts. So she came in her little collared outfit, her collared conservative jumpsuit, and the bun, and the nice, like, good courtroom um, makeup. Just like, you know, I, I wanna get a light beat, but still get, have the face given. You know, um, shit, <laughs> I'm confused because I thought there had been this whole rumor about how Melissa had not gotten her nose job or she was telling people that she hadn't gotten her nose job. But last time she was on Watch What Happens Live, she's like, Andy, I already told you years ago that I did. I don't think I remember that. I think she's trying to Trixie us, but mm, that's fine. As long as you're admitting it now, you know, maybe you could throw a text over to Larsa Tell her to just pony up about the ass girl. We know that's fake. Come on. In a confessional, Jennifer Aiden that says that Melissa showing up without Joe sends a very clear message. And she goes, I take it back. He's not a little bitch girl. He's a drama queen. And at this point, I'm forced to agree. So Teresa says, you know, she hasn't seen uh, the, the, Melissa has not seen the girls in six months. To which I have to ask, okay, when was the last time you saw the Gorga kids? When was the last time you texted them? You know, we're going to, we're going to do teeth for two. Let's, let's really do it. Danielle Cabral is hearing all this and she says in a confessional, you'd have to be blind, deaf, and mute not to see the similarities between me and Teresa and our brothers. And once too much time passes, that's it. So I really hope that Joe doesn't make the same mistakes that me and my brother did. Um, so then Rachel Fuda tells Dolores, she feels like Frank might be missing their old dynamic. <laughs> Dolores is like, sorry, I took care of him for long enough. I got to worry about me. And if I have to be separate from Frank with reasonable things, like my boyfriend, everybody's just going to have to get over it. So Melissa then goes over to Gia and, and uh, Gabriella, and it is, ugh. It's real bad. You know, Gabrielle is talking about her school. Like, Melissa doesn't really want to have this conversation. Clearly, the tension's very thick. They can only really talk about the cousins and, oh, you know, the kids wanted to come, but one's in cheerleading and the other one fell asleep and the other one's doing jujitsu or something. Like, basically, they couldn't be there. And they're like, oh, yeah, like, it would have been really nice to see them. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go get a drink, girls, but it was really nice to see you guys. <laughs> awkward then melissa says in a confessional and this is where she gets me you know it's just sad because i truly love the girls deep down but they hate me and it's terrible and you know i feel like i'm of the opinion that once you're the adult you're kind of the adult forever you know what i mean like if you're a parent and you have a kid then that's the dynamic that you guys have forever. Even if like, obviously things change and grow and evolve as we grow into adults, but still that, that dynamic should still be there in some way. Right. And I feel like the same should be true of Melissa with the girls. Like, I don't know. She treats them like she doesn't really know them, <laughs> which I, I, I guess was probably true. I don't know. 
I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't love this. I don't, I don't love like Melissa involving Gia and like, they hate me. And like, I'm supposed to feel sorry that like these girls hate you. I'm not going to do that. Fortunately, Danielle lightens things up by asking Rachel and Dolores if they're going to eat. And then she's like, you know, I was going to bring some Tupperwares. And they're like, why? She's like, excuse me, I'll take that whole tray. Don't tempt me. It'll happen. Okay. So Louie and Teresa do a speech. Thank you guys, everybody, for coming. We're so happy that you could come. Yeah, and you guys are our chosen family. And we love, we picked everybody here because we love you so much. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. okay like melissa's face immediately was like i mean you could hear her go back in there you could literally hear her in the microphone go (laughs) like oh god oh god do you remember that episode that old episode of the simpsons where ralph gives um Lisa, that I choo choo choose you, Valentine. And then she's like, oh, I don't like you. And then they play back that part where like, oh, you could see, because it was on camera, you could see the part where you broke his heart and they like slow motion. That was like Melissa, just like, oh, oh no. Marge catches it as soon as that speech is done. Marge looks over and Melissa and goes, Melissa, that was a dick thing to say. And Melissa goes, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it's fine. So then Marge has a confessional. I feel like this whole chosen family was the wrong thing to say when your brother's not there. And then it's going to turn into a thing like, oh, I didn't mean it, honey. I just mean I choose these people because I love them. And it's hurtful. You need to think before you speak. I know that's hard, but you need to do it. And I'm I'm with Marge on this one because girl, 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 T for toot, teetin' and tootin'. Because we all know that the term chosen family is usually from people who don't have their own family. And so they're like, oh, these are the people that I've chosen to replace that family unit. (laughs) So I do, I, I think Marge is completely correct that she's going to act like, I don't know what the issue is. I just meant this, which basically in her explanation almost always is like more to the point of the person being like, yeah, that was shitty. Like, she always makes the other person's point. And she's like, I, I don't know. I'm with you, Marge. Melissa does, like, a really cute, you know, emotional Lifetime movie exit of, you know, just quietly putting her plate of food down, walking over to the bathroom. Just... 
and then Melissa says in a confessional, I have a breaking point. Like, I'm trying to be strong for Joe. And then she goes, teet, here we go. Toot, toot, teet, teet. I was the one who was taking them to dance, the girls to dance. That was me. Blah, blah, blah. What did I do for them? History. Why don't we go back and see when I was wearing peplum tops and doing things for the girls 17,000 years ago? <laughs> like, what does that matter? Ugh, leave us alone. So after she gets out of the bathroom, Melissa goes over to Jackie and she goes, listen, I have to be honest with you, Jackie. I did meet up with Danielle the other day and I told her that you said that it looked like her shorts came out of the hamper. <laughs> Jackie goes, well... I'm not mad at you. Like, I'm fine. Because she is a horrible dresser. She wore those hamper shorts two weeks in a row. So that's fine. Of course, Danielle's maybe three feet away. Definitely within earshot. She's like, I I can hear this. So then Melissa asked Jackie, like, oh, have you guys had a conversation? And Jackie's like, she's not significant enough. Danielle cuts in and goes, I'm sorry. Like, wait, I just have to ask. The outfit that I'm wearing now, is that appropriate? Or does it look like it came from a dirty hamper? And Jackie goes, no, right now you don't look like you're going to a pool party. But I just want you to know, I never looked you up and down. And Danielle goes, well, I saw you do that. Now in the flashback, I don't know how the hell Danielle saw her do that. But the truth is, she did. She wasn't wrong. (laughs) So I don't know what to tell you that now. I don't know what to tell you, Jackie. And Jackie, who is this girl? Who's this new Jackie? Because I don't know from her. She's got a lot of mean girl energy and like part of me wants to laugh, but I'm also fully like you picked the wrong girl. I don't know which of these three Jackie should have gone after, but like clearly she's feeling to me is feeling very intimidated. She's probably feeling like Danielle's, you know, come into stepped into her territory with her wedges and her dirty white hamper shorts, allegedly. And now she's going to come for her to like battle for HBIC and it's not working. <laughs> like, it, it kind of is. Like, on a petty side, I'm kind of living for her acting like this. Because, girl, what is going on? But on the other hand, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I just think you picked the wrong one, Jackie. Truly. But on the other hand, Jackie fully admitted to Melissa and Marge, yeah, I did look her up and down. Like, no, I usually don't do that, but I did do it with her. So why lie now? Say that with your whole chest, girl. But Danielle tells Jackie, here's the difference between me and you. I got a vibe from you that I didn't like, so I didn't invite you to my house for my party, okay? So Jackie then pulls this lame move of like, well, why don't you get your hands out of my face? Danielle's just been like talking with her hands. They're truly a good couple feet away. Like this isn't Danielle pointing in her finger like Lala when she, you know, pretends like she's biracial and is like, oh, you guys want to get popped? You know, like shit like that. This is her literally just being expressive with her hands. So Danielle starts doing this whole like sign language, jazz hand thing. Like, do you have a problem with this? Because I'll keep doing it. Okay. This is just how I talk. (laughs) If you were really threatened, you would know it. Which leaves Jackie to just be like, okay, well, if you're not going to apologize and fuck off, what does Danielle need to apologize for? For not inviting you to her, her mozzarella party? After you said that she looked like she came out of a hamster, hamper, (laughs) I'm thinking when they called Angelina on Jersey Shore, a dirty little hamster. That's where I'm getting messed up. (laughs) My toxic trick is while that is a completely fucked up thing to say about a woman, it makes me laugh every time. (laughs)
Every time. After the fight, did you guys hear when Danielle goes over to like Rachel and Jen Fessler and she goes, if you guys knew where I got these shorts from, you'd die. But I'm keeping that in the vault. I am not saying that ever. But like clearly she got them from Envy, right? Because (laughs) she's funny. She is funny. So the episode ends with Jackie and Jennifer Aiden. They're about to take a shot. But Marge tries to shut it down like, uh, Jackie... She called you a snob. Do you not remember that? Jackie's like, girl, I don't care about that. You know, it's like not the worst thing to be called. So Marge goes, okay, well, I'm mad at Jen- Aiden because she called Jennifer Fessler to complain about me. So Aiden's like, I just called to get a recommendation for my marriage counselor. But in a confessional, she goes, you know, that's kind of stirring shit on Fessler's side by telling uh, Margaret. And by the way, on that phone call, she wasn't uh, defending Margaret at all, for what it's worth. So Margaret asked, why do you think I'm jealous of you, Jennifer? And Jennifer's like, well, I don't think you're jealous. I just think you're threatened. And, you know, all the reasons why you come for me, I just feel like it's not just because you think I'm a hypocrite. (laughs) Which is hilarious. Like, from her saying to Bill, I am the most self-reflective person, to being like, I just feel like your energy has more to do with me being a hip or less to do with me being a hypocrite, more with like something that's going on with you. That sounds like personal problem. <laughs> the delusion is real. The delusion is real. Like she will not take accountability. And it's genius. It's great television. So they loop Jen Fessler into this conversation and Jennifer Aiden is like, girl, Jen, I was just trying to state the facts of the matter. But then Rachel Fuda goes, mm, no, because you did the same thing to me. Like you called me and then you started talking shit about Dolores. So Dolores is looking around like, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> Excuse me? That This is brand new information to me. Rachel goes, you started talking all the shit about Dolores and then telling me like, oh, you were just trying to give me history. So Rachel goes, it's not a history lesson. And Jennifer goes, yes, it is. You fucking idiot. I don't know why you're starting with me. First of all, Rachel, I called to see if you were offended. Do you not want to know why? I called her up and I said, I'm sorry. I spoke about your nose and I just felt bad. So <laughs> people badmouth me about my terrible nose job. And I just felt bad about your terrible nose job. At this point, Jennifer Fessler has walked behind Jennifer Aiden. And as soon as she hears, like, you had a terrible nose job, she makes his face like, "Mm -mm." (laughs) Uno card, reverse, reverse. I'm out of here. No, thank you. I want no parts of this. Dolores finally steps up to the plate and we get real Jersey because Dolores is like, I'm really offended because I don't call and talk about you and Bill. Jennifer's like, I wasn't calling to talk about yous. She tries to find an ally ally in Jackie Goldschneider. She says, you know, I don't have to, you know, call and, excuse me, don't we always call and and like download each other on what happens after situations and Jackie, you know, still in her feelings. She's like, well, I don't know, because I wasn't invited to Danielle's party. So I wouldn't know about that. (laughs) It's like, and you're about to not know even less, even more now, Jackie. So sorry, egg on your face on that one. So Teresa is there at that point. She's like, you know, I just know Jennifer Aiden and I know she would never want you to take sides. And Rachel goes, you know, that conversation was just not something I wanted to be a party of. 
So Rachel gets pissed off because she's like, girl, you just called me a fucking idiot. I'm leaving. I'm not entertaining this. She grabs John Fuda and he's like, wait, wait, wait. She called you a fucking idiot? Like, are you sure you want to leave? You, you don't want to check her? <laughs> you sure you want to go? <laughs> and that's a good man, you know? <laughs> just, you, you sure you don't want to get in the mix here? You just want to leave? All right. You want to de-escalate the situation? Not, not take it up? All right, fine. Let's go. And that was the end of uh, Real Housewives of New Jersey for this week. Uh, It's a good one. It's a good one. We'll see. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. We'll be back tomorrow with our recaps of Vanderpump Rules and Summer House. Love you. Bye.